and oh my god, we suck at this. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, okay, okay. Wait, can I cut you off? That's incredibly rude. Ooh, okay, we're going there. Ah, I like that we're being loose. I like being loose too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all sitting on camera here. Here we go. Oh, I love that though. No, I love that. What's up? Hi guys, it's Cam. It's Alston. <laughs> and we're coming to you live. Uh, from separate coasts, Alston, tell me about your life. What are you doing without a license right now? <laughs> I temporarily moved back in with my parents without a license. <laughs> How about you, Cam Bam? Um, oof. Well, we had kind of a weekend, as you know, it was one of our good friends' birthdays, and... Things happen. We got wild, but I was sort of like an EMT without a license, paramedic <laughs> bitch. These girls were dropping like flies, dehydrated, just too yeah. much fun. Were you like escorting people to the restroom for help? Not that deep, but like I would notice across the room that like somebody was struggling, like they'd be choking on their own tongue and I would just snap into action and like <laughs> run over with a glass of water. But wait, for all of our like listeners, this is like the situation. I'm back home in San Francisco at my parents' house because let's save money on rent while we're in COVID and New York is sad. Is that mean? That's mean. It's just not as what it, what it used to be. So I'm back at home in California in my parents' home in my childhood bedroom with Cam on FaceTime, this like new mic. If you're wondering what's up with the quality, we invested in our business. Speaking of audio quality, you don't have to get that close to the mic. Like, oh, sorry, I'm getting so excited. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I also I was trying to like make hand motions, but you sound great. Also, Cam's wearing an iconic look right now. He has an orange bucket hat on, chic, 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 tie dye, long sleeve shirt, pink and blue, glasses on. I can't tell if they're real or not real. They're real. Tom Ford, baby. Tom Ford luxury expensive. Although they were so expensive that I didn't spring for the anti-reflective coating. So like anytime I'm on FaceTime with them, I look insane. So I'm going to take them off. So anyways, wait, fun fact about the shirt. The guy that I'm like sort of seeing, he came to visit and um, I made- Did he make that? I don't know if he made this, but he I loved it. He was wearing it and I was like, I think you should leave me that. Give me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me that. I What's that? Remember that? You remember that video, shoes, like shoes? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like you were like, shirt. Give me that fucking shirt. <laughs> I want that shirt. Um, but yeah, no, oh, we. Yeah. I gave him one of my shirts and he left me mine because we're apparently in seventh grade and like, that's what cute people do. <laughs> he was leaving something behind that like, he wants to like, I don't know what I'm saying, leave it with you so you remember him. Totally. Do you like sleep? and like smell it it is well i've washed it um but it is like my lounge around the house shirt because it is kind of wild like there's not a lot of events i can like show up to in this look <laughs> and i don't go to work so there's that <sighs> okay so let's talk about dick yeah dick in the pandemic specifically let's start there because as we're talking oh about God. romance let's shift it back <laughs> 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 yeah, sex before romance always. A hundred percent. How's the dick hunting been during COVID nineteen shutdown pandemic? Have you been good, bad, or naughty? Ooh, I all three. There's been some. It's been so many crazy ups and downs. Like I obviously spent a ton of time in Fire Island and P Town this summer, which always brings its like own set of, you know sexual exploration with it um and that was alive and well as it always is in those places which was fun um and you know i think as things relaxed i so did me baby um 
but it's been weird. It's been, it's been interesting. I think like, I don't meet, I was always better meeting people out in the world. So like being more like of like a thirsty app dick hunter has been like the vibe recently. I'm the reverse. I get so awkward in person. My like good is that I went on a date during COVID. My bad, not necessarily bad, but like my like, dip into being more sexual is like had my like first random hookup in fire island like made out with a guy which i'd never done because normally i'm like too shy i'm like so coy Mm. you're hard to get honey not true but like with men true no i get you and then i had a couple like naughty grinder hookups yeah like naughty too hot for the pod (laughs) naughty i remember some of these stories literally like (laughs) (laughs) Me <laughs> too. Like we got to change this to like explicit, not clean. Literally not family friendly. Tell me, I want to know something about you. Ooh. A personal first encounter. Oh. Um. Wh- how old are you when you lost your virginity? And I like want to hear the story. Oof. Okay, it's kind of wild. Like I don't know if this is like a crazy story to tell. I was seventeen. I was. I think I. I think. I think I had just graduated high school. Like it was the summer before college, or maybe it was like during the year. And I had like had my own computer forever, like in my room, and obviously it was like basically a porn machine you're like on adam yes okay thank you for remembering that moment in history but i basically was like a bad i lived in the suburbs of boston like there's no even now when i fire up grinder like near my hometown it's like the nearest person is in boston so it was like hard to arrange but you know (laughs) it was an adam for adam moment it was definitely like an older man situation not old but like older than me i was 17 anything older than you they're like 21 you're like you are so old daddy hi (laughs) (laughs) they're like i barely can afford my ride (laughs) no but we i like arranged to like meet him because i didn't have a car so i was like oh i'll like leave my house and like meet me i was like don't pick me up in my house meet me like down the street and we like drove i don't even remember there was like a lake near my house we might have like driven down there and like hooked up in his car it was wild like just such a backseat or like two in the front seat like making out it was making out there was like a dick mo dick sucking i believe at this in this period of time in his car it was wild this was like truly my first like true hookup Oof, it was wild i remember being like so scared but also like wildly turned on as as you remember those early days when it was like fuck yeah you're like fully charged you're like i'm ready is <laughs> this like your first hookup no sorry i thought this was my virginity story but it's not i then did it again like a few weeks or months later and then i like went to someone's yeah, house and then we like just fully banged. It was so weird. That like first, truly first like anal sex experience. I'll be honest, I bottomed. <laughs> like people are like surprised. Um, <laughs> but no, I just remember being like, this is why. I remember being like, this is, I don't even think I enjoyed it because I was like, this is so fucking weird and scary. But I was still into it. And like, I don't look at it as a negative experience. It was just like, oh my fucking God, I'm being entered. Like, Woo! Here we go. I'd seen it, you know, in porn, but like, yikes, it was wild. Did you ever like explore sticking stuff in you? Like, that's so weird to ask, but like, no, like, that's not. I did, but like, I was, you know, seventeen. There, I didn't have an Amazon Prime account yet. Like, I didn't have access to sex toys, so like, I was sort of limited to household objects and like 
and there was just not the perfect situation. Yeah, like what household objects slash like is there a zucchini or like right? Or, I don't think I ever successfully did. Yeah, did yeah. It was just never for me. I was like, and even now at 32, I'm like, I don't love a sex toy. I'm like, I prefer a flesh and and bone. You know, <laughs> just like a. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a true, a true, real penis. I need to dip back back in because I, I feel like I'm not giving. Everyone's raves about sex toys, and I never really fuck with them. I honestly was thinking about that too. I was like, should I explore that? Because I don't really, I don't think I've ever really done that. Also, I'm so like a little shy because the walls in my parents' house are super thin and we're like, whatever. I'm going to go with it. And thank God I have a big glass of white wine next to me to like cope through this. But Perfect, because now I want your your first dalliances as a gay man. Oh my gosh, okay. Were you a manhunt um, queen, an Adam for Adam queen, or did you like meet a man? Okay, so I met a... So this was like, I was a sophomore in college. So, so what? I was like 18, 19. 19, yeah. And I literally woke up one day and I'm like, I'm losing my virginity today. Like downloaded Grindr <laughs> profile. Like this is just how I operate is like, if I want something, I'm going to get it and I'm going to go for it. And this guy messages me and he's like, whatever feet away, AK, like the next dorm building over. Warm. And I'm like, come over and fuck me. Woo! Um, which is funny because I also like, do you, like, I didn't disclose that I was a virgin and I don't know if people, like, if, if you're in a transactional sexual experience, I thought, like, do you even say, like, I've never gotten fucked before? Anyways, this man comes to my apartment. We had apartments in sophomore, which is, like, chic. But um, <laughs> he comes in, fucking no lube, Ooh! no, like, making out. He just pummels me and I'm oh, like. Oh, God. It was like a mortifying bottoming experience. Also to clarify, it's so funny that we're both talking about our gay virginity as like bottoms, but also we could flip it in like the first time you top. I don't even remember. It was so uneventful. I don't remember it. Keep going. No, keep, keep, keep on the original story. So then that night I'm texting friends that lived in LA. So I went to college in Southern California and I'm like, let's go out in LA. Let's celebrate that I lost my virginity, which is also such an Austin thing. Like everything must be a celebration. <laughs> so I like drive to LA to meet friends and we're, I forgot what bar we're at, probably like the Abbey or something. And I'm like dancing and like, there's your typical gay scene, right? There's like strippers dancing. There's like drag queens everywhere. I'm like taking a shot at the bar um, obviously with a fake ID because I was 19 now that I'm thinking about it. And I get a tap on the shoulder from this drag queen and she's like, hey, like, have I seen you before? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, but you're gorgeous. Like, how's your night going? He goes, oh my God. And he leans into my ear and he goes, hey, it's Ed. You fucked this morning. <laughs> oh, first of all, I just maxed out the levels. Whoa. <laughs> I am going. I screamed already. <laughs> Bitch, what? Okay, that is the most and awesome I story I've ever literally heard. Stuck. I was like, okay, so I lost my virginity to be a black queen. And then I like also like bled for three days because like also like no lube. So like painful, but like also a really fucking funny story. That's hilarious. I would love to know if this person is still a practicing drag queen slash let's go to their show. Like, work maybe they've been on fucking drag race we don't even know hi it's ed <laughs> i feel like i like i know his first name but i don't know his last name but like let's do some instagram investigating like let's figure this out yeah that's the crazy part is like part of me is like has always been like obsessed with people i've met or hooked up with and like 
been able to keep a paper trail of most of them, but like my first couple, like I have no clue where they are. Like I wouldn't even know where to find them at this point. Honestly, future guests. <laughs> like how was it fucking me for the birth? Like that's so awkward. Oh my God, I would like, die. Welcome to Yeah. Who was your like first crush? That's a good question because I was obviously these first few experiences, I was still in the closet. They were deeply shameful, but also like low key fun. Um, uh, I would say, so I'm, let's cut to college. I'm an out of the closet homosexual living in Florida, eh, central. Um, it was probably, there was two guys that I went to school with. One of which I think was just like the first gay guy to like connect with me as a friend. And I, it took me a smooth decade to figure out that like that wasn't romantic, but I would say like my very first crush was on this guy I went to school with. He was like part of my, became part of my friend group for a short time. And like one night we were like out together all night and I like slept in his bed and he like passed out. And I like laid awake, like, oh my God, are you my husband? <laughs> like I was just sitting there like, oh my God. Also, oh my God, I can't believe I'm remembering this. His, he had like a camping tent over his mattress or his mattress was like in a tent in his I room. No, no, no. Like his, he had like a tent set up in his room and his bed was inside oh. of it. So we, like, got into this yeah, yeah. tent. I don't know why, dude. Like, what the fuck? We were teenagers. Like, what the hell? But it's called me dude. I feel uncomfortable. But, like, we'll move on from that moment. No, but at the time, I was like, this is so cool. He's so artsy. Like, fuck my life. <laughs> 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 oh, no. And then from there, it was, like, just a revolving door of, like, I would say in my early days, it was a lot of straight guys. A lot of guys, like, in my orbit that were straight. And I was, like. Oh, you were, like, chasing. Uh, like, not even chasing, to... just quietly, like, wishing they would, like. Notice me. Yeah, one day be, like, you know what? I want to kiss you on the lips. And, like, that would be it. But that never happened. You know what's funny is I'd love to, like, see you not out. What do you mean? Oh my god, in the closet. Obviously, we've only ever met each other, like, in, like, an ultra-out-showing performance, basically. Right. I feel like we were in the performance. <laughs> but, like, what were you like? Were you, like, did you dress more conservatively? Were you, like, more, like, mask? Like, was your voice two octaves lower? Like, what was the deal? I definitely would code switch. Like, I had a lot of girlfriends. I was, I was in the closet in high school. I came out, like, right after I went to college. In high school, I would, like... If I was around guys that I didn't feel safe around, like I would be less myself. I would police my behavior in, in weird ways. I was a huge stoner and like that was always my cover. I'm like, I'm not a faggot because I'm a stoner and I like wear a North Face vest and like a beanie everywhere. And like, I'm always really high. Um, but I also like, like if, if you and I were friends, like hypothetically in high school and I was still in the closet, like I would be myself around you or as close to myself as I felt comfortable getting, mm -hmm. but like would still not tell you I was gay, but like, it was sort of me like, you're like, hint, hint, like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, a, it was an ex ex opportunity to just like let my guard down and like not have to be this like stressed out person, like policing their behavior the, all the time. Like it was, it would get like completely exhausting. So there'd be people in my life, like a really good friend, Megan, who's like a good friend of mine to this day. She always knew, like, never we did we have a conversation about it, but, like, we would, like, make up dances together in her room, and she would, like, let me be secretly gay with her, which was, like, kind of fun, and we, like, 
lived our lives. I love that. Yeah, it was cute. You always have to have your, like, supporting gal pal in your... 100%. I feel like when you're not out, you have your, like, girlfriends who, like, empower and lift you up. And then when you're fully out, you have girlfriends who are like, hype me up. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, totally and even in college like when I first came out there was two girls specifically that at different points in college I was really close to and they were always like my like gay emotional bodyguard who would like go to big gay bars with me would like not let the boys in class be mean like it was just like oh so God, sweet bless up to those girls. you always need you know what I mean like you yeah. always needed those girls yeah so shout, shout out, out to all the shout out to Suzette and Lisette rhyming names work but like both you like made college a little bit Cooler and fun. Holla. Love you and appreciate you. Yeah. So what about you? First crush. What do you got? And you can say me. Um, you're not my type, but you're very attractive. Oh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think different from you, I came out at, like, a pretty early age. And it was, I was a freshman in high school. Ooh, good for you. And a friend of mine, my gal, Kylie, we played tennis together. We'd be the same coach growing up and, like, spent a lot of time together. Her friend, like, best friend, she was a senior. I was a freshman. Her best friend was this guy named, we'll call him Bob. Oh. And Bob was, like, the man in high school. He was, like, student body president, like, captain of the water polo team. Like, he was, like, that kind of, like, swimmer build blonde hair. And I was, Cam, when I told you I was, like, madly obsessed with somebody, like, I have never been more obsessed with somebody in my life. Like, we would, like, like, he looked at me today and in like um leadership class because i was like senior class president of like the freshman year like of course i was also that's another topic the most annoying high school student in the world um and i remember we like shared this summer where we were in a lot of like leadership planning things and he was going away to college and he like dropped off to my house this like typed up note wrapped in this like yellow paper clip (laughs) and it was like I really like enjoy spending time with you because I told him that I liked him and he was like, I'm going away to college. And it was like such a like Laguna Beach, the Hills moment where I called him on the phone in tears, like screaming at him for like (gasps) leading me on. (laughs) So dramatic. Wait, was he straight? He wasn't like out yet. No. Got it. But you know, what's so funny is, you know, like with crushes, you remember certain things about them. So like back home, like here, I live in the sub, my parents live in the suburbs. Like you drive everywhere. And I distinctly remember he had like a white Jeep that he would like drive around and I'm always like driving around being like, will I see the white Jeep? It's like the one crush that got away, but like, was it ever a viable dating option? So that Oof. was my first crush. I think about him all the time. Oh, that's sweet though. I'm surprised you never like used your position of power to like entrap him into being your boyfriend. Position of power. <laughs> like fully house of cards, just house of cards, Tim. Ooh. And was like, if you want, you want to stay on this leadership committee, bitch? Kiss me. Well, he was also like, <laughs> a senior, but I like, love that you think that as a freshman, I'd be like, bitch, listen. Wait, I have a good first kiss story, which is kind of scando. Wait, do it. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. But like, RIP Bob, <laughs> like wherever you are, like call in. Call me. We're waiting by the <laughs> phone <me>. lines. That <laughs> <laughs> was on Instagram. He like never, he like dropped out of college, still drives the white Jeep. No, honestly, what's annoying is he, like, went to college in D.C. and is, like, a very D.C. gay, so, like, wouldn't necessarily be my type. Yikes. We'd, we've we've discussed that, that tribe in the past. 
Okay, wait. So let me tell this birth history really quickly. So um, I was a freshman. If I was a senior again, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like hype me up. Like senior getting hit on or junior or freshman getting hit on by senior is like work. Anyway, so another like fun fact about me in high school is that I was on the dance team. Shocker. Okay. No, no wonder you came out. You didn't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, I came out of the vagine. It was like a glitter bomb, and then I came out. So it was you. You you came out like yeah. Okay, sorry. Tell your first kiss story, but before you do, just push the microphone away from you because you keep getting closer to it. Oh, sorry. Just keep me too excited. No, it's fine. I love that. Yeah, that's better. Um, I'm just so like used to the positioning. Yeah, you're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I picked this microphone style? It's like a thick one. It's got some color. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, this guy was also like on dance. So he was like out in high school, but he was like the bad boy, like drove like a (gasps) black your hatchback like was known for doing drugs in high school like the bad boy he like snuck out on thursday's party in san francisco like he was like the bad boy every day after dance practice like i would either like and when i was younger when i didn't have a license i would drive home so at that age i was a freshman he would offer me rides home so he would like drop me off at home and then that moved into like let's stop and get a smoothie and then us like kind of flirting and he was like a TA, which I don't know if that's the correct term. Basically, like a free period where he would like work in the like principal's office or whatever. And I had math class, and we sat at the neck, the the desk, the same desk, but he had the period before I did. And he comes into math class and hands my math teacher a note, and it's like, "Hi, Alston, you need to go to the principal's office." And everyone's like, ooh, like Alston's in trouble. And it was like this big thing. And I walk out and he's standing outside and he was like, hey. And I'm like, hi, like I have to go to the principal's office. Like, do you think I'm in trouble? And he's like, no. He's like, I wrote a fake note. And he's like, come here. And he pushed me up against the wall and he kissed me. (gasps) What the fuck? Okay. Mm. Low grade jealousy. Like you were getting like dick in high school. Or lips. <laughs> but then he asked me to senior prom and I went with him to prom. My parents let me go to senior prom with him. Damn. Progressive. Work. Shout out mama. Oh, speaking of my parents, my mom, I told my mom that I that we were launching this podcast and she was like, can I listen to it? And I was like, like, no. Should we record like, like a well, fake podcast where we talk about like career goals and just send it to our families? <laughs> Yeah, should we do the next one? Being like career goals without a license, career goals without a direction. Low key. Uh, my, mom, my mom goes, "Well, it's public, isn't it? Can I just find it? So even if you block me, I can wa- listen to it." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, just w- maybe we should wait to release until after you're back to New York." <laughs> yeah. Well, and wait. Oh, so yeah. we're we're like sort of working our way through like the you know the the stages of love. Oh, the so yeah. like, when was it? When, if at all, like first love and i guess this doesn't necessarily need to be a relationship but like somebody that you were like what what you considered to be love what who you loved and like i guess the stipulation should be they have to love you back or not <laughs> i'm literally like never been loved back <laughs> <laughs> lol um okay am i wait oh, you're asking i'm me asking that. you um, yeah so what was first yeah, love got it got it okay um 
first love, and I know we're not naming names, so we'll name him like Blake because Blake to me is a hot name. It was a hot name. His name was like a generic, like John or Patrick type, like white guy name. Anyways, so I meet Blake on Grinder. I think it is my sophomore year in college, going to junior year. And I'm home for Thanksgiving and we are celebrating my friends. Oh no, this is my senior year in college because I was 21. I'm back here. We're celebrating my friend's 21st birthday going to Napa. And I like meet this guy on Grindr. I don't know why our locations match. But anyways, we were like flirting and we're staying in San Francisco at a hotel after we go wine tasting. And I, our first date, like meet him <laughs> in the conference basement lobby section of the hotel for like a hookup. Work. And we hooked up and we ended up dating for four and a half, five years. And he, to paint the picture, what I was 21 and he was 32. Hot. And we dated, and he turned out to be like a massive cheater and a body shamer and an all around not great person to like fall into a relationship with. But I definitely was like very, like, I feel like I'm a true Capricorn speaking of astrology signs, like I'm into power and into dominance. Like I like when a man is a man and I feel like he was that, but unfortunately he was just kind of a psycho. So I feel like that's such a weird like pattern of gay people, or at least like gay people that I know, like their first or maybe even like subsequent relationships are always like toxic, but intense. Like the love is strong, but so is just like the issues, mama. It's crazy. I mean, okay. One thing is like, so when I moved to New York, um, we were, I was like, I am choosing my job over you. I'm moving to New York. And he's like, well, I'd love to move to New York, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great, fine. I was a recruiter at the time and we could have helped help him find a job. So I'm like, I'll go to New York. We'll find you a job. You move to New York. So he comes for my birthday, which is two months after I moved to New York. So January of 2014. And he shows up to my apartment, my shitty apartment, studio apartment. And he is getting all these texts on his iPad. And I'm like, So my nosy ass goes on there and I see, and I fucking read it. And it's like texts that my boyfriend was sending this man. Like your lips tasted so good. Thank (gasps) you so much for taking me off at the airport. I can't wait to see you back for my trip. Oh, So I see red. I go freaking insane. I find his phone number, this this guy's phone number, and I call him on Blake's cell phone. And I'm like, hey, this is Alston. He's like, hey, whatever his name is. And I'm like, sorry, no, this is like a weird voice. Like, I'm actually Michael's boyfriend. We've been dating for like three and a half years. Like, did he ever tell you he had a boyfriend? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm, I'm going to put Blake on the phone right now. Um, and he's going to apologize to you. And I handed him the phone and I go, apologize. You're a fucking asshole. Apologize to him right now. I was like, this is all your fault. This poor guy thinks you're into him, but you have a boyfriend from work. And then I made him apologize on the phone and I kicked him out of my apartment. But we ended up dating for another year after that. So obviously issues, but um, that Damn. was like my most ass catch a cheater moment. Wow. That's awesome. First of all, like, 
for the listeners, Alston is still at a confrontational if you cross him. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Apologize. Don't it's like a good like, deed. What are you sorry for? It's a good What are you sorry for? <laughs> it's a good deed masked in like pure anger and lunacy. I love it. I love it. Wow, good for you. Honestly, I don't think I would have had the strength. I would have freaked out. First of all, that iPad, mama, smashed. Smashed. <laughs> Stretch raw. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so I've had many relationships that I would deem like long-term, we said I love you type situations. I would say there's probably been four, maybe five. But the, the first one was bullshit. I was like, I don't care who you are. I just want to like do relationships as like a training bra. But my second boyfriend, I was living in Boston at the time. I'd actually just recently moved back. Or did I? No, actually, I had been there for a bit. I was still young, though, because I graduated a little early. And I met this guy. We'll call him Steve. He, um, Steve was a... I love a, these, like, names. I, I know. He was a little bit... I think he was, like, a year or two younger than me. He was still finishing school in Boston, as we know. It's, like, a, a college town. I met him in, like, the early winter, like, December. Mm-hmm. And he was a Harvard student, which I thought at the time was, like, the hot. I was like, yes, smarts, intelligence. Yeah, I agree. You have worth. Um, and we <laughs> dated for probably... We would we dated all the way through the the end of the following summer. It was like so intense. My first true time in love. He when he finished school in the late spring, he actually moved into my apartment. I lived in this gross basement apartment in Boston. It was my first apartment. Like no windows, like basement, basement, like no windows. No, it had those like weird small windows at the top. Maybe I actually might be making that up. I might have had no windows. Honestly, it was disgusting. But um, he like lived with me that <laughs> summer. It was so special. Like we were so like in young love that like we had no idea like what it even was but we were fucking doing it and i'll never forget he got this job in china and he was like he had like minored in mandarin and like was obsessed with chinese culture had been over there a few times baby yeah i was was like my boyfriend speaks chinese okay um barely (laughs) i like could barely spell in english (laughs) (laughs) but he loved me but we uh, he left for china and it was full on like fucking teen movie we were on the street and he was getting into a cab and i'm just like sobbing into his arms he was like six he was really tall and he was just like holding me i'm sobbing like you know when you like uncontrollably like can't control it and it's just like it hurts i was literally just like a mess then he gets into the cab and i like watch the cab drive away because like in my mind music was playing and I was like, this is formative for me. Um, and we had also, I'd somehow had the like wherewithal to be like, let's break up because you're leaving, you're going to China. Like there's no, this is never going to work. But then like a month after he got there, I was like, I take it back. Like, let's, I want you, let's do it. We can make it work. You're yeah. like, actually like, Actually, Zoom didn't exist. You were like on Skype. You're like, let's Skype. Yeah, no, we would fully <laughs> Skype. Like it was the real deal, long distance. But then he came to visit me, um, like a few, like six months after he had moved. We had like stayed in touch. Obviously, we're like keeping the love alive. And then, similar to your story, I was I don't know why I have like a weird suspicion. I can like smell a liar from across the fucking world. And I had this weird suspicion and I knew his Netflix password. 
So I was like, oh, I bet that's like also your email password. And it fucking was. So I was like, let me just. What? Carmen San Diego over here. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> like when people talk about internet stalking, like they don't understand that I'm doing like background checks, like FBI. Yeah, you you're yeah, you're doing like FBI level background checks. Psycho though. But so I was, I had some weird suspicion. I don't even know of what. So I log on to his email and then I'm like, there's got to be something in here. So I'm just like, I literally like search my name. I'm like searching keywords, like my name and like. First, first thing you're like, let me search my name. What is he saying to me? About right. Me? <laughs> but then I'm like searching like dick and like ass. Like I'm like this. Oh, mother- no. Yeah. Like this motherfucker <laughs> is definitely like using email in a weird way. So I stumble on this email between him and his old roommate, who was this fucking girl who I hated when, when they were, t- when I was, when they were like living together, when I met him. But anyways, so I find this email and he's talking about his like fetish for like Asian men and how Confession. what's Just up? <laughs> Confession, it was me. <laughs> you fuck! I knew it. <laughs> um, but no, but no, it was actually like dark. The way he spoke is like he dehumanized the Asian men that he was hooking up with in China. And he's like, you should see yeah. their faces when I whip out my big white dick. And like, I was just like, first of all, disgusted by the language he was using. It was like lewd to an extent that I was like, who are you, first of all? And then it was just like complete disregard for like our, I mean, we were in a long distance relationship. Now my like, my understanding of monogamy and all that is totally different. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was like, one person, no cheating, no nothing, like we're together. And I was I flipped my shit. I just went like off, called him, screamed like it was wild. And he like tried to excuse his way out of it. But I basically like ended that conversation and never spoke to him again. Oh my God. Like drop. You, you powerful queen. No, it. Do- I will say like, I've never felt more powerful than I when I hung that phone up. And then like immediately was like, like who's about to, who's, who's going to fill this? Yeah. I love like the visualization of you just like hanging the phone up and I, I'm like thinking of like an old school phone where you actually like hang the phone up like down and you're like angry but obviously you had a cell phone no, and you're was, like it was I think it was like an early iPhone even yeah. but my, my really good friend Jean she was my roommate at the time we were living in Brookline and she heard the whole conversation while I was in my room and I come out and she goes yeah. honestly dude like that was so impressive Cause I just like oh my didn't. God, I want to give you a high five over like FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. no, it felt good. Yeah. I mean, he ended up moving back to New York like a year or two later, and then we, had, I was still living in Boston. We had seen, we like met up once, and then we were supposed to like meet up again. We were supposed to like have this whole like let's try this again moment, mm-hmm. and then he sent me this wild email being like, "Oh, I'm actually like a sex addict, and like I wanted you to come to visit me so I could just have sex with you." And I was like, "Oh, okay, relax." I was like, "No, I, I was like, dude, we're twenty, we're twenty four. Number one, I'm like, I don't think you can be a sex addict at this age. Actually, I take that back. I don't know anything about sex addiction." Right. but either way i was just like okay work bitch like you're a psycho i want nothing to do with you and then cut to like five years later i'm i live in new york i'm in fire island 
and he sees me at T and like sends me an email being like, Hey, I see that we're both in fire. Island. Nah. Like, he's like, do an email? Like, why I don't don't think, you walk over? Well, no, I don't think, I don't even think I had the same number. Like it had been so long. And I was, he like uh, sent me this email okay. wanting to like sit down and like have coffee or something. And I literally was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, in fire Island. Yeah. And actually I was with my then boyfriend at the time and he was there and I was like, I'm happy with this dude. Like, lo and behold, that didn't work out. But whatever. And I was like, I'm not meeting up with you. Don't talk to me. Pretend I don't exist. Like, you are nothing but just, like, toxic trouble, and I can't. Oh, my God. Wait, how many serious boyfriends have you had? Let me count. I would say four. Four, maybe five. I'm two. Wait, so other badassery, but it's also kind of sad, with Blake, we literally broke up at my sister's wedding. Like right before her wedding and it was like this isn't going anywhere i'm not happy you're not happy and then he attended the ceremony and then drove back home my sister got married in carmel and he drove back to san francisco where he was living and we like broke up at my sister's wedding how awkward is that but before the actual ceremony like you guys are there for the weekend yeah Ooh. Honestly, I've I've done some pretty doozy, like, worst time to break up with somebody. Broke up with my like, last boyfriend in Fire Island, like, midway through the weekend. Like, at the underwear party? <laughs> no, not that bad. But, like, it was, like, maybe, it was maybe, like, Sunday. And yeah. we, bro- we broke up, like, in the morning because we, it was just, like, the end of our, like, we, had, we had come to the end of the relationship. It was probably similar to your yeah. experience. It was, like, it wasn't working. We were both, like at least I had like very wandering eyes and it like caused this conversation that ended with me being like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And I think you should leave the the island. It was my house. So I was like, you're my guest. It's time for you to go. And um, you're taking the 530 ferry back. <laughs> no, I, he's, he literally sobbed and like forced me to let him stay one more day. So we had this like weird night out. Like we had just broken up, but then like proceeded to get drunk and go to tea. But like you, every time I looked at him, his eyes were just like, you could tell he was just like, it was wicked awkward. Anyways, then he left the next day and I had to like, get awkward. You're Boston. So Boston. But no, and then I brought him to the, t- the, the ferry in the morning and then he like sobbed at the ferry and I was just like, oh God, this is so in- intense. That was a messy one. Let, let's let it be said that like, choose your breakup moment wisely. <laughs> Do you believe like that there is like the one? Oof. If you had asked me four years ago, I would have been like, yes, and I'm looking for him. And I'm not like so cynical that I don't believe there will maybe potentially be like a significant long-term relationship that is, you know, lasts my entire life. But the way my, all these relationships I've had, like you've had like a five-year relationship. All of mine have ended within a year and a half. And it's making me believe now that I'm like either not ready to be in it or that I will always, I will live in my life through like multiple relationships that are like, yeah. a, you know, a certain number of years long, but maybe aren't forever. Cause I just don't, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, our culture as gay people has evolved so much. And I don't think people think about like fairy tale setups as much anymore, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm like- I'm like of the mindset that like there's that lust period where you're immediately attracted to somebody. Like mm-hmm. what's your phrase? Like the wand 
chooses you or something that you said to me the other day. Oh, the wand chooses the wizard. That's like for a totally different thing. <laughs> oh, like more of a hookup thing. So I also think it's like you have that initial reaction and attraction to people. Yes, agreed, but I think in like a long term relationship, like that's a commitment like that's a choice that you make because not everyone's gonna be perfect you're gonna be like okay well there's some things that really piss me off and there's some things that i really love about you right and that goes both ways i think for me it's i'm certainly more of a monogamous person right um i think if i were to like define what i want it would be to have something like that but i'm also like a logical realist where i'm like i can't be the only person you think is hot like we're all humans we're animals you know right so like i don't know i think that there is multiple ones i think like you make that decision we're attracted to different people in different ways but um there's certainly things that are on my checklist which i actually thought was interesting because I'm like back in the dating scene again and you kind of have to have that like what am I looking for what am I not looking for like your deal breakers what are your like what are you looking for like what if like obviously the one is like long-term life stuff I feel too I'm on like a bit of a mental health and like spiritual journey to like actualize myself before I think I'll ever be like fully ready to like take that plunge yeah but I right now, like, like, I think you, you and I are both in, like, romance mode in a way. Yeah. So, like, what? I think everyone is. Like, in COVID, I'm, like, just, like, yeah. so romantic. Being, like, a nice cuddle. I would say, like, if I categorize it, there's, like, two things, right? There's, like, the emotional intellect part and then the physical. So, like, from the emotional intellect standpoint, like, I, in learning, like, I need someone who's, like, a little more dorky than I am. Like, I need to have a silly conversation about dumb shit, but I also want to get in the weeds with, like, really dorky shit about, like, articles I've read or, yeah. like, interesting historic events or, like, conspiracy theories. And, like, I like to be able to riff off that. But then I also have a superficial side, which is, like, very superficial about, like, what am I wearing tonight? Like, where am I going out? And so, like, right. this person has to have, like, an equal balance of being able to, like, handle that. And also really, truly, like, be able to handle this because I feel like I am all... Um, I'm high maintenance. <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, we, talk, we talked in an episode prior about like your like sort of fashion expression. And I think you seek and, and gain a lot of power through like the effort of like putting a look together and like, you call it superficial, but like, I actually think it's deeper than that. And I think you need somebody who like appreciates. Oh, well, I think you need somebody who appreciates that and isn't like, oh, yeah. here we go with another expensive purse or like whatever. It's like, no, this yeah. is like me. It's like you use those items as like paint and you're creating an art piece of art with your look and it's yeah, part of you like expressing form, yourself. It's like a form of self-expression, exactly. And like that's not, I think like when you look at my Instagram or you think of like, like look at what I wear, it's so different from like, and hopefully it is like when you have a conversation with me, like, there's more like depth within that. Right. Um, yeah. But it's funny. It's always, it's think... always like my mom. Was like, I wish, I wish you would date an Asian guy. Like, duh. Um, but I'm like, know that I'm going to marry probably some like six foot generic white dude. <laughs> I get that. I mean, listen, we're, you're into what you're into. I think that's another episode for another time. Just like race politics in the gay community. I've had some doozy experiences. Ooh, that's a good one. I know. We'll, we'll explore we it. talk about that. Totally. I like that. Um, like blessing. 
say though? Like, if you could leave everyone with something, what would that be? Well, you didn't ask me what I'm looking for, but that's okay. Um... <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> ah, this is my show. <laughs> hey guys, all seen him podcast but yeah i'd like to introduce okay. my guest cam no i mean i kind of touched on what it already but for? like i guess i'm like it's so hard because i'm so i'm such a ball of clay right now and i'm trying to figure out myself but i don't know right now i just want somebody who's cool and chill loyalty has always been like my biggest thing like you have to be honest and like straightforward and if you're going to like engage with me in an emotional level, like do that, do so with care and don't fuck with me and make me crazy because that's just not cool. So just like somebody stable and honest and like physically, if we're going there, like hot, <laughs> just tick my boxes on some level. Be I have a wide sort of range of things I'm attracted to. So just like, check a few of those things, be into some, you know, a couple weird things that turn me on and like, yeah. we're good to go. And like everyone has multiple, I always think of it as like friend groups or friends. Like you have different friends that support different things and you're attracted to different people for different reasons, totally. you know? Yeah. That's why I feel like in real point, it's like, there's like an element of choice too. Um, but do you want like a long-term relationship? Do you feel like you're like into yeah. monogamy? Like, would you be like one of the like into open relationships? Like, what's your preference? I think there? so. I think monogamy has been a struggle for me in the past, um, and without even realizing that that was maybe the issue. I think I'm really I'm sort of exploring and educating myself on like ethical non monogamy and monogamish. But like, I think the right setup for me at this moment is like being in like a committed relationship where the commitment is an emotional commitment and a choice to be together. But like. And the, that's sort of like my primary like ride or die mans. And then sort of the ability to know that like my sexual desires and tastes are ver are varied and are not ever going to be fulfilled by one person. So the freedom to be able to like go out and, and receive experiences from people that whoever I'm committed to can't give me like that sort of setup sounds like nice to me. I think, I don't have a ton of experience in it. So I need to like wade through that water carefully and make sure like my jealous tendencies don't get the better of me in those situations and understand that it's a two way street. But yeah, I'm I mean, that would be ideal. Jealous me too. Which is like why the idea of being in an open relationship used to scare me. But I also have like held a very wild double standard in situations in the past where I'm like, I can want other people, but like when you do it, it's hurtful. Like that's not, fair like that's truly insane but yeah. you know we'll see you know i have that i have an iron in the fire at the moment and it's going well i don't know what's gonna happen but i know you, know. you do yeah honestly i went on a really great date last week and like i'm into this man yeah like i think everyone's looking for would you be sad if i never moved back no i mean okay so we're at that time it's we're actually over time but that's fine but like we're doing this thing now. We like to leave a blessing in the universe to our listeners. Just put something out there. So all like, what is your blessing? I guess after this conversation. Yeah, it's interesting. I came into this recording with this particular blessing that I thought I was going to discuss, but what we've discussed has changed my mind. My blessing would be date 
and explore and be a fucking whore and be in relationships, good and bad. It's like, you're not really ever going to find the right person unless you really know yourself. Mm. And so I feel like I'm on that journey where I need to like be in a position where I'm dating because I've always been in a long-term relationship to really figure out what makes me happy. So that's what I would say. Love that. What would you say? Taste the rainbow. Oof. I don't know. I, my blessing is more for myself. It's like, I have so much to learn and I, I feel like I'm on, I'm, I'm thinking so deeply about the end result of all this like self exploration. But I think what I'm realizing is like that process is forever and like give myself and people who relate to this, like don't wait around for yourself to like stop being crazy. If that's how you feel like, put yourself out in the world. Someone's going to be in, someone's going to literally work with your version of crazy so well. And they're going to make you feel like less unstable. And it's like people can't stabilize you. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, I feel like I've been like, I don't trust myself to get into anything serious, but I'm like, I'm never going to get to like perfect mentally all the time. I'm always going to have like crazy inner thoughts. So like, fuck it. Just like people love that. I've come to realize people are like into who I am already. So I don't need to like transform in order to be worthy. Work. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, description because we should all be who we are. And yeah. there's be people that should love us for who we are. There are no, there are people mm-hmm. who love you. There are people who are into that flavor of whatever you are. Don't taste wait. The rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Rainbow, bitch. I got skittles with soup. I'm gonna have to fucking bleep it every time we've said it already out because it's definitely like some trademark shit. But that's fine. All right, hope you guys enjoyed today. Tune in for our next episode of debaucherous and fun. Yeah, and some deeper thoughts based on these idiotic ideas that we come in the door with. Ting 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 ting. Pop 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 pow. Okay. Well, love you, baby. Bye. I love you.